This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. We're going to be talking about just some stuff you need to keep in mind when you're shopping for a bow. When you're buying a bow, we're going to talk Elite, we're going to talk Matthews, we're going to talk Hoyt, we're going to talk Bowtech, PSC, Prime by G5. All these brands we're going to cover in a most neutral and unbiased stance that we can take. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. Born with nature, and if you're a believer, born with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Follow Obsession Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another Fall Obsession podcast episode driven by our friends over at Ridge Rock Hunt Company. We'll talk more about them uh, when we conclude at the end. I'm Sam Thrash, your Fall Obsession podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Back on here again with my good buddy, our media production manager, Nick Powell. What's happening, buddy? Hey, nothing much, Sam. What's up? Oh, not much. We're, uh, we're jumping back on here, and for the first time in podcast history, we're re-recording an episode <laughs> kind of yeah. sucks but um yeah there's a lot of good info in that first one but we'll we'll be able to reiterate it for sure yeah so to give you guys an idea we actually recorded this podcast last week we had our first ever true equipment failure i would say um, with our equipment and we didn't catch it until everything was all said and done we were packed up so it uh it ended up costing us a podcast last week, but we're we're getting back on here. We're dishing this one out, um, trying to knock it out, and that is buying a bow in 2022. That's what we're going to talk about. And I do think I, I it's kind of bittersweet re-recording this one, Nick, because as we already talked about, I feel like we're able to kind of fine-tune our conversation from last time and really peel back into the truly relevant information um, that was in the last one. But... Uh, Needless to say, guys, today 
we're going to be talking about just some stuff you need to keep in mind when you're shopping for a bow. When you're buying a bow, we're going to talk Elite, we're going to talk Matthews, we're going to talk Hoyt, we're going to talk Bowtech, PSC, Prime by G5. All these brands we're going to cover in a most neutral and unbiased stance that we can take. Um, this this podcast is for you guys and simply to give you all an idea um, of what's out there and what you might like to, to go try. So with that, um, we're going to dive in. I will say, you know, obviously Nick and I are bow hunters and we are shooting bows now as it is right now. So um, we're both shooting elite. Uh, have been for a few years. I'm running the Cure from 2020. Nick's got the Ritual 33 from uh, a year before that. We both really do enjoy our bows. We're both always, I feel like, interested in what the latest and greatest is and what's out there. Obviously, haven't upgraded in a couple years, but um, Elite, just because that's where we have background experience, we're not trying to push them in this podcast. We're not trying to uh, promote them to you guys, but we are going to start there just because that's what Pal and I are most familiar with as of today so starting with what elite has rolled out for their new 2022 lineup in their main line their flagship line which price point guys i know i know money's a thing for everybody out there in the archery world but price point you're looking at that kind of one thousand dollar to thirteen hundred dollar range with all of the flagship bows that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about in this podcast from all these different brands that could be right that thousand mark it could be close to that 1300 mark or somewhere in between not saying it's one or the other but we're just kind of generalizing it to kind of help the episode flow a little bit better anyway the elite envision their new flagship it is in that price point I'm going to read off the stats to this bow, and we're probably going to get off on a couple rabbit trails talking about certain stats and why they're relevant. We're going to kind of hit those rabbit trails early on, and as we kind of work our way and finish our way out in the episode, it'll uh, move a little bit quicker. But uh, the Elite Envision, it's 31 inches axle-to-axle, which that axle-to-axle number refers to, it's pretty self-explanatory, the axle of your top cam and the axle of your bottom cam and the distance between the two. 31 inches. Um, it this bow in particular has a an adjustable draw length module, so you don't have to switch mods like you would with Matthews or Hoyt. You can actually slide the module. It's adjustable from 23 and a half to 30 and a half inches for your draw length. Um, 334 feet per second is what it's rated for, and the let off is adjustable from 70% to 90%. And I know that's one rabbit trail, Nick, when we recorded this last time that we got off on was that let off, and I want to I want to get back on that trail because I think it it actually is pretty relevant and pretty important. Because guys are asking, you know, first off, what is let off? If you're if you're a nervous or if you're a nervous, if you're a novice archer, I mean, if you're a nervous archer, you might want to know what it is too, but I mean, uh, That's true. I'm nervous every time I go bow hunting. If you're a novice archer, um, you might not quite understand what let off means. So when you're drawing your bow back, let's say you shoot a 70 pound bow. When you're drawing that bow back and you're at the peak of that draw cycle, you're going to be pulling around that 70 pounds, but eventually you're going to feel that bow roll over into the valley and then you're going to hit the back wall and when you're at full draw against that back wall you are not holding 70 pounds you're holding a much lighter weight obviously that way you can actually you know aim and execute your shot so let off when that you look at that number that 70 to 90 percent it refers to the difference between your full uh full weight draw 
and then where you're at when you're at full draw. So if you're shooting a 70 pound bow, when you come to full draw, you're only holding 10% of that total draw weight that you're pulling back. Um, the other 90% has quote unquote let off. So um, that kind of gives you guys an idea. And some people might ask, well, why are you holding, why would you want to hold more weight? Why would, why would you want to set at 70 instead of 90? Some people like to be holding more weight at full draw because it helps them with their shot execution. When you're at full draw, traditionally what is taught is you want to pull your way through the, your shot. That helps you with your follow through. You basically, you want to come to full draw and squeeze through your shot, pull back through your shot, and that's what um, allows you to have more accuracy, especially at longer range. It's just developing good habits is what it is. So for some people that might be struggling with that, a 70 and 80% let off might be more beneficial to them as they're trying to develop those good habits um, instead of the 90. Some people just prefer to be beasts and hold more weight. Like some people are just wired that way. And then obviously if you have good habits and you're comfortable with your follow through, that 90% can be very therapeutic for you. So something to keep in mind there. So kind of these stats, these are... Uh, Again, what the Elite Envision is set at, a lot of these bows that we're going to talk about in this kind of mainline area are going to be pretty close to this. The the 31 inch, really the 30 to 33 inch axle, axle range is uh, is what a lot of mainstream bows are, are running right now for their flagship line. Um, as far as the ATA, honestly the, the 335 to about the 345 feet per second rating is pretty common and that's what you're going to find i'll speak to feet per second real quick um just so that you guys are familiar that rating is tested at the factory and it is bare bones like you they have stripped that bow down and tune that bow specifically so that they can get as much as they possibly can out of it that, that that's what they have done with that bow so you running a heavier arrow for hunting Having a peep sign on your bow, a D loop, you know, all the different things that you, accessories that you might put on your bow, it can take away from that factory feet per second rating, which basically I'm saying you're never going to see that number. For example, my cure is rated at 340 something. Um, I, I don't even remember the exact number, but that's the factory rating 70 pounds, 29 and a quarter inch draw. And a 435 grain arrow, I'm shooting right at 300 flat, which is comfortable for me. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm happy with that. I've been living with that for three years. But um, that just goes to show I'm, not, I'm never going to see that 340 number out of my bow, essentially. So before we move on from Elite, one more thing that I will mention that is really just specific to them, or two things, essentially. One is their set technology. Um... The set technology is basically a screw that is on the back side of your riser that runs into your limb pocket and adjusts the um, angle that your limbs are sitting in the limb pocket. This takes out the need for cam tuning. If you're, if you're into the bow teching world and you can kind of relate with me here for a minute, your cam lean traditionally in the past has been a, a big factor and something you got to play with in order to tune your bow properly to the shooter. With the set technology, Elite has taken out the need for a bow press and for taking cables off and putting twists in, taking twists out to adjust your cam lean. They have created a system that just with a quarter turn of an Allen key can 
change your your bullet hole going through paper and make it all the more better for you so another another cool feature that they have the other thing i mentioned i'm a 29 and a quarter inch draw i don't want guys to be thinking all oh, this freaking guy you know he can't be 29 or 29 and a half he's got to be 29 and a quarter you know what what a jerk it's not the case guys <laughs> it's not the case elite actually makes their bows to adjust in quarter inch increments which is just another tool that allows a shooter to tune that bow specifically for them and honestly like people are going to think i sound picky i am picky but i've shot bows at 29 inches i've shot bows at 29 and a half inches in the past and i i didn't know how uncomfortable it was until i shot a 29 and a quarter and it was absolute money it was like that bow was built specifically for me so even that quarter inch uh, draw length increment adjustment ability that can make a huge difference if you're really looking for an exact fit in a bow so something to think about um just so you guys are aware previous elite models like before 2020 like the ritual that nick's running those are mod specific draw length adjustments so it's the actual piece in the cam that has to come out and be swapped 2020 is when they started doing this rotating modules with the quarter inch increments so something to keep in mind just if you're shopping for an older or used bow the last thing i'll talk about elite and kind of summarize again for all these brands we're talking these elite bows have been our the flagship line which there's the elite envision and there's the elite terrain pretty comparable stats the elite terrain's a little bit longer axle axle which in turn is going to take away a little bit of speed but again it's just a different bow it'll fit you differently be more comfortable for somebody if you prefer a longer axle axle bow all of these manufacturers also have a kind of a midline bow kind of a, a economical one for somebody if you're balling on a budget um, th these bows are typically going to be in the $600 to the $900 range. $600 is pretty low, and, and even in recent years, there hasn't been a midline bow that's been in that price range. Elite has one now, the Elite Basin, 32 inches axle to axle, 16 to 30 inch draw length, 315 feet per second. Um, and it's adjustable. I didn't write this down. I forgot to in my notes, but it is adjustable from like 25 pounds to a, a 60 or 70 pound draw. So if you are looking to get into a bow or get a new bow for cheap um, the elite basin or these other ones in this midline from these other manufacturers that we'll talk about these are the bows that you guys should uh should maybe look into um, because you can essentially get them set up out the door with arrows and a release for under a thousand dollars which uh is pretty hard to do with a flagship bow these days so um the elite basin 599 dollars price tag on it go check it out Nick, you got anything else you want to touch on with Elite before we move on to some of these, uh, these other bows? Uh, yeah, I'll add, um, uh, you were talking about the terrain and how it's how it's built for kind of a, a, a taller guy or, a, you know, a guy with a long draw length. Um, but you also mentioned that it's it's you're going to give up some speed right. due to that. But um, I just want to let the listeners know that you're not giving up enough speed that's going to make a difference while you're in the field uh so they're they're both rated uh for over 325 feet per second the envision is 334 the terrain's at 325 so you're only giving up nine feet per second mm -hmm. uh in your arrow speed so it's not like it's a huge difference uh in in speed so 
I wouldn't count out the terrain for if it's a, a more comfortable bow for you. So. so I'll speak to that, not just with Elite, but this is applicable to every brand that we're going to talk about today. And right. that is we, the ultimate test to know which one you need to go for, and we'll touch on this again at the end, but the ultimate test is simply going and shooting them for yourself and finding out what works for you because there's going to be some speed demons that listen to this podcast and probably knock on Nick for what he just said. They're like, oh, speed speed does matter. You know, I only buy bows at the rate at 350, you know. Whatever, man. <laughs> Go ahead, more power to you. Um, yeah, but fine. the way technology is, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, to talk bad about guys that want the speed because there are environments, uh, I'll, I'll say this, there are environments to uh, that need that speed. If you're hunting big, like true big, big game, yeah, you're going to want more power. That, but if you're hunting in North America, in the United States, man, any bow that's rated in the 330s, 340s, if it's set up right for you and you're not running a ridiculously heavy arrow, you're, you're going to be just fine. So uh, unless it is a a big deal to you i wouldn't like nick said i wouldn't get too hung up on the speed the other thing a theory that i'll debunk and i, I remember this from our last conversation another rabbit trail we got off on um was the ground blind concept with axe to axle you know traditionally in the past a lot of guys have been like oh man i hunt in ground blinds i need small axle axle bows i need compact you know that way i can get in there and move around Guys, I've never owned a bow in my life that was shorter than 32 inches axle to axle. Actually, I take that back. Uh, I'm going to correct myself right there. I, I shot a bow one year that was 28. So I can I can say that I've experienced the short axle to axle bow. But um, other, with the exception of that one year, every bow I've had has been 32 or more. And I have never once... Um, experienced an issue with my top cam hitting the top of my ground blind if you're in your blind properly you should be toward the back where you're less visible in which case when you're at full draw your bow will be at a more central location anyway in the blind which is the highest point as we all know so the whole concept of you need short to hunt in um a ground blind uh, i'm i want to debunk that theory because that's that's not accurate in my opinion um i have shot <laughs> A short axle axle bow apparently one year in a in a ground blind i did kill an antelope um, with that bow out of a ground blind too as a matter of fact um, but i've also killed plenty of deer with a 33 inch axle axle bow in a ground blind and never had an issue so um it really like i said guys it comes down to what's comfortable for you if you are a longer draw if you have a longer draw length if you're a taller guy i definitely recommend um, a longer axle axle bow that's going to help you with uh, keeping basically just with your accuracy you're going to have less knock pinch your string angle is going to be a better fit for you um, especially at longer distances you're going to be more consistent so something to think about if you have a longer draw length yourself but anyway i just wanted to address that before we move on so next on the list Matthews Archery, again, guys, I'm not going to read stats to y'all, but everything is pretty comparable across the board in um, that axle-to-axle range as well as the, the feet-per-second range. Um, 
Matthews this year has their V3X. It's in a 29 and a 33 inch model. Again, those numbers refer to the axle. Axle speed is comparable, um, but this is their flagship line. We all know we all know about Matthews, and they're they're a big name in the industry. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've shot this bow. I love this bow. It's a it's a straight shooting bow, very smooth. And if you have if you got the money to drop on a bow, it's definitely one you should try and see what you think. Um, one thing I will speak to with their V3X, something new that Matthews did this year, was uh, they started this new technology where you can integrate your dovetail bow sight into the riser of the bow, which is a really neat concept. It keeps the weight of those heavier sights more centrally located in the bow, so it's not more on the outside of your bow with a bracket. Um, Matthews advertises three brands of sights being ideal for this bow and forgive me I didn't write them down you guys can go to their website and look them up um, what I've been told by our friends over at our local bow shop um, is that almost any dovetail sight will fit into these bows but there are select dovetail sights and they didn't even tell me which ones that are not a tight fit they have a little bit of wiggle room in there even when they're all the way cinched down I'm of course not a fan of that. I need everything tight, no room for error. So if I did in theory get one of these bows, I would have to put a bracket on the outside. I, I would not want to take that chance. So just something to think about, something to pick your, your local Bowtex brain about if they've had a chance to play around with these bows a little bit. Um, so the V3X, it's very similar to last year's V3. Um, so you guys can keep that in mind, but it has like that um, integrative dovetail uh, system. It does have a few new features available to it. Matthews also has their Atlas, which is another flagship bow in that same price point. It's just kind of catered a little bit more to those uh, longer draw length guys, offered in a little bit uh, longer axle axle. Higher feet per second, all the way up at 350. So if you want speed or you're a, you're a taller guy, that might be a bow that's a good fit for you. Another one to check out. Matthews does have a, a midline bow in the price point category. Their Matthews Tactic. It's valued at $849 MSRP. 30 and a half inches axle to axle, 7 inch brace height, and 335 feet per second. So again, if speed means something to you, that is 20 feet per second faster than a, that Elite. It's also um, about $250 more. So not saying one's better than the other, just stating facts. So, Nick, you got anything on Matthews you'd like to talk about? Uh, I was going to add what the site companies were for, with that bridge lock technology. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's Excel Sites, Spot Hog, and... While Nick's looking at that too, guys, um, one other thing that I will touch on, and this will become pretty relevant and, or just with an interesting fact that one manufacturer is doing at the very end of our list here when we get to it, but I'll touch on a little bit now is brace height. Um, haven't really talked about that yet. What brace height refers to is the distance between the back of the grip on the bow and your string. And traditionally with a bow let's say we have two bows that are 33 inches axle to axle one has a six inch brace height and the other has a seven inch brace height um, the six inch brace height bow is going to be faster than the seven seven inch brace height bow 
Um, the shorter the brace height, the faster the bow. That's how technology traditionally works. Um, so just something to keep in mind. Longer brace heights will also be a little bit more forgiving for a shooter. So it's kind of, again, pick your poison. Do you, do you value the speed? Do you value the forgiveness? What, what are you looking for in a bow? Just something to keep in mind when you're shopping around and, and reading this stat on these bows that's brace height. That's what it's referring to. So, did you find out, Nick? Yeah, it looks like uh, it's Excel, Spot Hog, Black Gold, and it looks like CBE has has one that will fit it. That will that's compatible as well. Okay, so. very cool. So a lot of the big name bow sight manufacturers out there um, will fit in that Matthews Bridge Lock system. So keep that in mind, guys. And again, I'll, I'll say on that too, if you have a sight that's not one of those brands, that sight can still mount to the bow with the traditional bracket side mount that we all have known and loved for decades. Um, this is just an additional option if you run a dovetail sight for one of those brands. So, All right, moving forward. Next, we have Hoyt Archery. Um, again, I'm not going to just read stats for stats. These are very comparable stats to everything else, but Hoyt has their Ventum Pro in a 30 and a 33 inch axle to axle bow. Um, they also have their Carbon RX7 and RX7 Ultra. Very similar stats to the Ventum Pro 30 and 33, but you're buying a carbon bow. So now we're jumping outside of that um, $1,000 to $1,300 price tag range, and now we're getting up toward the two grand price tag range with those carbon bows so some guys really like those carbon bows i have actually years and years ago i shot a hoyt carbon bow and it was a really good bow obviously they're lightweight um and zero zero hand hand shock or vibration is is in theory what you're supposed to experience in those bows um so some guys that's just that's just what you get that might be what you've gotten for years or maybe you're looking to try something different I myself am a fan of a heavier bow, an aluminum riser, and you can ask Nick. I run two stabilizers on my hunting rig, a front and a back bar, and I put some weight on them. Like, my bow is pretty weighted down, and that's simply because if you compare it to a, a rifle hunter who's uh, or just a, a, a marksman in general, who's trying to shoot longer range or something, and I'm not a gun guy, guys. I'll... I'll preface it with that you, know, you i i might be saying all the stuff all wrong here but from what i understand with a heavier barrel it's going to provide you with more accuracy um is traditionally what i understand to briefly summarize it in in the <laughs> firearm world um similar with a bow it, yes in my opinion there is a point that you get to having a too heavy bow but I like to weight mine down a little bit. I feel like it helps me settle on my target better, helps me with my follow through, and definitely helps me with those longer range shots. So, something to think about. If you are looking to shoot longer range, not saying that the carbon bows can't work for you, but um, if you haven't tried a heavier bow, that might be something to think about. Or again, pick the brain of your local uh, local bow tech. So. Hoyt has those Ventum Pros and the Carbon RX-7s in the rx7 and the rx7 ultra hoyt also in their midline has the hoyt torx is their most popular one this year an 800 dollars price tag 
30 and three quarter inch axle, seven inch brace height, 327 feet per second. So on the speed, it's kind of splitting the difference there between the Elite and the Matthews. Um, again, an affordable bow that you guys can get into for cheap. Um, a lot of these manufacturers also have a, an RTS or a ready to shoot package that you can put on these midline bows for an extra 100 or 150 bucks. Comes with a, a basic simple quiver, rest, sight, and stabilizer. So essentially you tack an extra 100 bucks onto your price tag and all you need is arrows and a release and you're good to go. So if you're buying it from a dealer, um, brand new, something to think about, something to ask, hey, if you're, especially if you're on a budget, hey, do you guys have a, uh, a ready-to-shoot package that you can slap on that bow for me? So something to think about. And I know we're moving kind of fast now at this point, guys. The rest of this is going to finish out pretty quick in this episode, but it's because we're, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're kind of covering uh, some of the, the concepts behind why some of this information is relevant. We're covering that as we move through the episode, and it's relevant to all brands. So... Nick, anything else you want to summarize with Hoyt? No, you hit the nail on the head there, bud. Cool. And I will say to you guys, again, applicable to all these, we are not naming off every bow that these manufacturers are currently making or that is available this year. We're naming, we're hitting the high points. We're hitting the ones that everybody has heard about, that everybody's talking about, and that are the best sellers. Um, Hoyt has... A lot of other bows in their lineup matthews has a few more elite has a few more and some manufacturers even have previous year's models that they're still making or still selling another thing to think about too a little tip for you guys is most of the time from my understanding whenever a bow goes to a dealer like your local pro shop if it's brand new for this year the price is what the price is. That pro shop's normally not allowed to mark that bow down anymore. But after the first year, or after the next lineup comes out, manufacturers, from my understanding, can start marking those bows down a little bit. So again, if you guys are looking for a budget and you're not necessarily hooked on the latest and greatest from this year, you might ask your, uh, your local dealer if they have anything available from, from last year. So and it might be a little bit cheaper for you. So... That being said, this next one we're going to talk about briefly actually has the most current bows that they're manufacturing, I feel like, and that's Bowtech. Um, there's something like, there's almost, I didn't, I didn't even really count them, but it's like 10 or 12 bows that they are currently manufacturing and producing, which is a pretty high number right now. Yeah, they got quite a bit. Yeah. So key ones that I'll point out, I'm just going to touch on three real quick. Bowtech SR350, again, comparable stats in regards to axle-to-axle and brace height, all that jazz. 350 feet per second, so a little bit faster, a little bit more zip to it. Bowtech has always had a bow with uh, a little bit more to offer in the speed world, it seems like. They also have their CP28. Again, comparable stats, guys, comparable information, but that 28 is referring to a 28-inch axle-axle bow, so this bow is very small, very compact. So something to think about if you are a shorter guy or if you're stuck on that, I need a short bow to hunt in a ground blind theory, and you don't care what I have to say, well, you can go buy you a Bowtech CP28. So <laughs> not that my word is the end-all, be-all. This is my opinion. I'm not, t I'm not, I know that there's varying opinions out there, so... In their midline, Bowtech also has the Carbon Zion. This bow is extremely light. It's lighter than the Hoyt Carbons. 
Um, it's $800, so if you're looking for a carbon bow for cheap, there you go. 800 bucks Get you in one right now, and I think that Bowtech does offer a ready-to-shoot package. Don't quote me on that, though. Um, adjustable draw length from 25.5 to 30.5 inches. 31 inches axle and 335 on the speed. So guys, another thing to think about with these midline bows, pretty much every single one of them has a huge swing in draw length. It has a huge swing in draw weight. It's around the 30 inch axle ballpark and in that 330-ish category. The reason they do that is so it can work for anybody. If you're a grown man and you want a bow for cheap, it'll fit you. If you have a teenage son who's growing every year and you want a bow that can grow with him, these kind of bows will work for you. Even if you have a, a daughter or a wife that's wanting to get into it, these bows can work for them. We're not talking about women's bows in this podcast, but all these manufacturers have a, a bow specifically designed for female shooters as well. So another thing to think about if you're trying to get the wife into bow hunting, Nick. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> So anyway, Bowtech, uh, those are just three of Bowtech's many bows that they have to offer. Again, I would recommend you guys go in and check them out your dealer or looking them up on their website to see the full lineup and see um, what kind of stats all these different bows have because it would take me way too long to go through all that right now. So, All right, next on the list we have PSE Archery. Again, another manufacturer that has a lot of bows in their lineup, Stats comparable guys this is why i'm not reading stats off it no it seems like i'm breezing through these but there's no need for me to read the same thing over and over again psc has their pro series which has a carbon hunting line very lightweight bows has a pro evo hunting line which are their aluminum risers and also has the knock on hunting line which is basically john dudley's way of getting a little bit of money off of a, a PSC bow stale with some lime green accessories on it. I don't hate John Dunley, guys. I have no problem with the guy, but I mean, that's what's happening there. I mean, we, we can all see it. So um, they also have their core series, which again is in that economical lower price point, the $600 to $900 range. There's the Brute and the Stinger, to name two in particular. These bows have been around for a while, but they've made upgrades and improvements to them. So some bows that you guys can check out if you're looking for a price point. Last manufacturer I'm going to hit, and I, again, I know we're moving fast, but we got a time constraint today, but um, is Prime. It's made by G5. I put these guys in the top six these these manufacturers that we've talked about today are in my top six and the reason is is they are really good bows they shoot very smooth very efficient um comparable in the speed world and all the other statistics traditionally in the past what guys their claim to fame has been um their two track cam system which if you look them up it's basically like on top and bottom it's two cams that are parallel to each other um this is supposed to provide like an exact tune no room for camly no margin for error exact and precise shooting basically this year is the first year that prime went away from that and came out with their inline series which guess what that is guys it's a normal bow is what it is they (laughs) did away with their their two track cam systems and now they have a, a normal inline as they call it bow offered in a 31 32 and 33 inch axle 
Again, stats comparable, but one thing I found interesting with these is that the longer the ATA, the axle to axle gets, the shorter that they have made their brace height, which normally manufacturers go the other way. That with longer axle to axles, they put a longer brace height. Prime went the other way, put a shorter brace height, and it basically makes all three of their bows, their different lengths, run the same speed, like within one to two feet per second of each other. So kind of interesting, something that they tried there. I can talk about them all day and, and how smooth they shoot, but the ultimate test with any of these guys is going to be going to your local dealer and shooting them for yourself. That's the best thing that you guys can do um, to find a bow that best fits you. So that's always our recommendation. We at Fall Obsession are always here to answer questions um, or provide content like this podcast. We've got a bunch of videos over the years on our channel um, to try and help you guys out. But the ultimate test is going to your local shop, shooting them all if you're not brand biased, and seeing what works best for you. That's that's the that's what you need to do. So, Nick, have I missed anything? I don't think so, man. All of my notes have been checked off, so cool you're doing a great job oh well i appreciate it thank you <laughs> well guys we're, we're going to keep it on the shorter end of our podcast episodes this week um just want to give you guys an idea on some of the stuff that's out there if you are buying a bow in 2022 hope this podcast wasn't completely born for you guys hope you guys got a little bit of good information out of it i nerd out on the archery stuff guys i could go into way more detail talk about this all day long nick can tell you um i just i get going and i don't ever stop so that being said if you guys have any questions or there's anything you think that i should have talked about in this podcast that we didn't uh shoot us at fall obsession a message comment below whatever it might be and uh let me know and i'll jump on there and start for discussion and we'll we'll get it figured out together or obviously go consult your local pro shop um, that being said, if you guys haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We are on all major Fulbs, or <clears throat> we are on all major podcast platforms, um, as well as our website, fallobsession.com, and our YouTube channel. We're putting out multiple new videos on that YouTube channel every single week, so be sure you subscribe to that as well. Traditionally, what we've been doing every week also is a podcast video. Um, with this being a re-recording and Nick and I trying to knock it out pretty quick, there is no video for this podcast episode, but we plan on next week being back on that video train uh, for you guys. So um, don't be looking for a video on this one. FallObsession.com, that's the hub. Educational articles, video series, uh, wild game recipes, photos, other educational content. It, it's all on there, guys. Go check it out. Explore around. See what we got. We got some uh, Fall Obsession apparel on there for you guys. Right now, our t-shirts are marked down. We do not have a t-shirt on there, I don't think, for uh, more than $7 right now. So t-shirts are cheap. We're trying to make some room for some new designs we're coming out with this fall. Uh, or not this fall, this spring. I'm getting my seasons mixed up there. <laughs> so we're coming out with some new designs uh, here in the next couple weeks to try to make some room. Help us make that room and pick up uh, a Fall Obsession t-shirt for cheap. FallObsession.com slash store. Finally, the last thing that I'll mention, we are coming up on episode 100 of our podcast here in just a few short weeks. Um, and we're giving you guys a, a chance to be a part of that podcast with us. Uh, by sending us your feedback, your suggestions, your questions, whatever it might be, 
head on over to fallobsession.com slash podcast, fill out the form on that page, and we will cover it with our administrative staff in episode 100 here, um, in, like I said, in a few weeks. Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the podcast sponsor, Derek and Lacey. Um, they are good folks over there in Mississippi. They book hunts if you are looking for a vetted, trusted outfitter um, to schedule your next hunting adventure with. Go check out Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Derek will get you squared away with whatever and wherever and whenever you're looking to go on a hunt. So go check them out. We are trying to get them back on the podcast too, so hopefully you'll hear their voices uh, on here in the next couple weeks. So, Nick, thanks for re-recording with me, buddy. Yeah, man, anytime. Glad I was able to make it on. Yeah, for sure. Glad we knocked it out. Guys, sorry that it took us a little bit to get this episode to you. Hope it was good for y'all, and we will catch you guys again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast.